Good day and welcome to the Public Company CEO Experience featuring three-time CEO Evan Gappelberg, a comprehensive program designed to educate and inform the investment community around AI-powered 3D modeling and the vast potential this technology holds going forward. Additionally, we will also provide updates and progress reports on recent news and developments at nexttech3d.ai, which trades on the CSE under the ticker NTAR, OTCQX, symbol NEXCF, and Frankfurt, symbol EP2, as well as ARWAY, which also trades on the CSE under the ticker ARWY, over-the-counter, symbol ARWYF, and Frankfurt E65, and Toggle3D.ai, which trades on the CSE under the ticker TGGL, and over-the-counter, symbol TGGLF. I'm your host, Todd Santarelli, and I'm very pleased to welcome you to our fourth episode, where Evan will discuss the latest trends around AI as well as the impact of artificial intelligence on the economy, traditional workforce, and society as a whole. Evan Gappelberg is an accomplished entrepreneur with extensive experience in creating, funding, and running pioneering startups. He has global business experience, both as a hands-on CEO and as a public company CEO. He currently serves as the CEO of NextTech3D, ARWay, and Toggle3D. Evan attained his capital market expertise in the 1990s while working on Wall Street, funding IPOs. Notably, he was instrumental in funding Take-Two Interactive, which has a market cap of approximately 20 billion US today and trades on the NASDAQ under the ticker TTWO. He started as an entrepreneur while on Wall Street, where he was co-founder and CEO of EG Products, which he self-funded. While CEO, he went to China to set up manufacturing for the first LED light-up toy, which he patented, imported, and distributed globally. He secured licensing deals from Disney, Universal Studios, and others while building a retail national sales channel. He was also co-founder and CEO of an app development company, which created and published over 200 successful apps in both iTunes and Google Play stores. Evan's favorite quote is by Napoleon Hill, whatever you can conceive and whatever you can believe, you can achieve. Joining me now is Evan Gappelberg. Evan, welcome back for episode four. Thank you. Great to be back, Todd. So today's episode is a bit of a departure from our past sessions where we focused on each of the companies in terms of business models, market potential, and the value prop of each as an investment opportunity. Today we focus on AI, and I thought perhaps you could begin by talking a bit about the evolution of artificial intelligence and the fundamental principles and basis upon which it is built. Yeah, I mean, at its core, AI is computer algorithms. You have a computer that is coded, and then essentially the AI, the artificial intelligence piece, is that it reprograms its code as it learns. So the code is dynamic and continues to change. So the original code is embedded with uh, this ability for it to kind of be generative AI. That's why they call it generative AI. So it's quite fascinating. 
um, because it really does unleash a power that the, the world has never seen before, and that is computing power on steroids. And, you know, it, it is fascinating to me. It's, it's very important technology. It really is game changing for the entire civilized uh, world and, and beyond. And it's game changing because it has enormous, enormous potential to revolutionize every single aspect of our lives. And it's already starting to happen, Todd. You know, it's already uh, the genie's out of the bottle. You know, Pandora's box is open. And, you know, for good or bad, there's no going back. You know, when you when you unleash something that that regenerates, that continues to learn, it's like a mushroom cloud. It just keeps going. Like if you think of the human race, we procreate and that perpetuates the human race, right? But we have to do that, that procreation piece to get that next generation of you know our our intelligence into being in, onto this onto this planet with ai it's self-generating it doesn't need a, a a partner there's no nine months worth of incubation it literally is able to regenerate and improve and get smarter you know every every second every nanosecond it just keeps learning and that is uh an extremely extremely powerful piece of of technology that's what makes it so powerful and that's what also makes it so scary yes well so we'll move into the darker side of ai a little bit later here but what are some of the key drivers around the increased adoption of these technologies as well as the rise of ai powered machines the main thing you know you could sum it up with one word you know productivity productivity enhancements are quite dramatic you know if you look at uh, history you start out with tools, you know, we're, we're able to hunt with spears and, you know, that moved to bows and arrows. And then, you know, you had some mechanical bows and arrows and then gunpowder. And you know, all that was, was, you know, productivity, better ways to, to conquer and kill. <laughs> and then, you know, now you have AI, which again, speeds up all the decision-making and really allows uh, the humans to take a back seat. And so the automation and, and the efficiency that we get from AI really is the thing that changes uh, our economy, the, the productivity. So repetitive mundane tasks are going to be a thing of the past. AI is going to free up human resources to focus on uh, much more creative and strategic activities, which is going to drive innovation and progress in medicine, in research and business, space travel, really, really everything, you know, autonomous driving, um, you have enhanced decision making, where AI is going to help us to process vast amounts of data and information much, much faster, which can lead uh, ultimately to, to better decisions again. And even the climate change, you know, we're going to be able to kind of model what what's likely going to happen in a much more precise way. So given the growing acceptance of AI into the mainstream today, what are some examples or applications where you see the technologies most prevalent? Well, I think the the most prominent example, you know, AI is being used for military purposes without 
human oversight. And that is a significant change in warfare and security that, that really people don't talk about uh, enough. But uh, to put that to the side, ChatGPT is, uh, I think, the most potent piece of AI technology that's that's come out to the market. I know that entire industries are being disrupted, specifically copywriting. Um, you don't really need a human copywriter anymore. What you need is essentially um, an editor that can just edit what ChatGPT is able to uh, to create almost instantly in terms of you know articles, research papers. Uh, I even read that it can write legal briefs for lawyers. I, I mean, there really is nothing it can't write. It could write uh, stories, books, screenplays for for movies. It, it's very, very disruptive for people that are in that field. But it also is very, very positive because it allows for enhanced, major, major enhancements in productivity back to where we started. So we've talked a lot about the mega trend to 3D in our past episodes. What sectors or industries do you feel hold the greatest potential for AI and 3D moving forward? When you think of uh, 3D software, software that is is able to create 3D models, which uh, Nextech 3D.ai does, which was you know which is the company I'm CEO of, and then we have Toggle 3D.ai, which is you know one of our uh, sister companies. And then you have uh, ARWay.ai. One is a spatial computing platform. So I see massive, massive opportunity for uh, spatial computing to leverage the power of AI to populate people's homes and and buildings with 3D assets at scale. And then with with Toggle, you're basically creating 3D assets from from CAD files and and being able to have uh, AI help you with rapid prototyping uh, tools. And then, you know, with Nextech being able to supply the five and a half trillion dollar global e-commerce ecosystem with the 300 million plus 3D models that's needed to really get that whole ecosystem uh, populated with, with these 3D models. Uh, the, the only way that's ever going to happen is through the power of AI, the, really the transformative power of AI. So let's change gears just a bit here and talk a bit about the concept of collaboration between humans and AI in the workplace and the challenges and impact this may have on the workforce as we know it today. Well, AI is going to displace a lot of people's jobs. I mean, this has been going on kind of, you know, you think of toll booths. I still see people sitting at a toll booth, you know, with their hand out taking a toll. But then you have other lanes where there's just, um, you know, the easy pass and, you know, computer vision's basically scanning um, your license plate or your uh, your easy pass. And it's autonomous. You don't need to uh, stop. So, that's kind of a, a use case that we're, we come in contact with all the time. But if you think about a warehouse populated with humans, um, it's all going to be robotic, you know, machines that, that are basically pick and packing and using computer vision 
and AI to to achieve that. And then you know you go from picking and packing into the automobile, and then you have a robo uh, driver, basically robo cars that you know autonomous is driving, which again is AI and computer vision. And then you know ultimately you can have drones that. Same thing, you know, delivering packages from the warehouse to your doorstep. You can have the entire police uh, force essentially being a RoboCop. <laughs> so, I mean, this is this is it, it's funny, but it's like I'm I'm in my mind's eye. I'm seeing like all these movies play out, and then I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is actually happening, but somehow. The screenplays, you know, the, the movies that we grew up with, you know, including, the, you know, the Terminator, somehow they seem to be turning into this really bizarre uh, reality. Yeah. Now, to that end, I mean, as companies continue to leverage and integrate AI to further reshape industry, do you see these technologies transforming roles or ultimately perhaps over the longer term, simply eliminating jobs? I do. I think that you have the haves, the have-nots. I'm not sure how it's going to ultimately play out. There's definitely going to be more jobs for people that are either computer vision or math-oriented uh, people that that you know can create these algorithms, um, which is what AI needs to to solve problems. But you know, the mundane jobs are going to go the way of the dodo bird. They're just not going to exist anymore. And so, you know, that's going to displace a lot of people at the bottom of uh, the food chain or, or, you know, the pyramid. So those people are going to have to figure out new careers, um, new paths forward. Uh, but the people in the middle at the top are going to reap, you know, tremendous, tremendous rewards and in theory, everybody will, because cost of goods should plummet. So all this whole inflationary period that we've been uh, living through over the past uh, you know year or two, all of that, I think, is going to reverse in a very, very significant way. The inflation, you know was man-made. I mean, so, you know we 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 pumped trillions of dollars into the economy and inflated um, the economy purposely because of Covid. Okay. So now we're on the other side of that. But then you have, while we're on the other side of that, they're raising interest rates, you have this AI that that explodes onto the scene. And if you remember, I was saying AI, you know, massively increases productivity. Well, when you have a massive increase in productivity, that ultimately means your cost of goods are going to go down. And it could go down quite quite dramatically because a lot of the cost that's built into our products and services are human labor costs. If you strip out human labor costs because the AI is doing uh, the work, you could see margins expand by 50%, even more. And with that, uh, corporations are going to become much, much more profitable. So the stock market's going to uh, explode and when you look at uh, you know inflation going down, interest rates going down, cost of goods going down, so our our you know our spending power is going to go up. So huge, huge positives to our uh, economy. I'm not clear how that plays out at the low 
end with with you know these manual kind of labor jobs that are going to be taken over but remember Todd these things don't happen overnight so it's a you know this is a multi-year kind of shift it's not going to take decades some people might think it will but it's not because AI is is generative it keeps on learning and getting stronger 24 hours a day seven days a week it does not stop and so it's going to move much faster than I think people can imagine but I still think it's you know two three four five years before these things actually uh, fully take hold and during that time you know the economy is going to be pivoting and in theory new jobs will be created and people will adjust. We know there's a ton of upside here, but let's talk about the other side of AI. Things like fraud, misinformation, bias, privacy, et cetera. Is it possible to address these issues while not hampering the growth of responsible AI development? You know, I was just thinking about this um, today. On the one hand, you're going to have AI used for, like you said, fraud and things like that. On the other hand, you're going to have the anti-fraud, fraud detection AI algorithms. So what's going to happen, in my view, is you're going to have AI battling AI. You're going to have the good AI and the bad AI. It's just like good humans and bad humans, right? So um, it's going to be this battle. It's going to be an epic epic battle where uh, the bad AI is going to come out and then, you know, they're going to have to create good AI to counterbalance it. And it's just going to be like, you know, cat and mouse, whack-a-mole, you know, constantly trying to um, mitigate what, you know, the bad AI is doing. And, you know, hopefully it's going to stay a couple of steps ahead you know, the good AI will stay a couple of steps ahead. But, you know, the risk is that the bad AI gets the leg up and the good AI can't catch up. What about regulation around AI and industry standards and best practices? So historically, you know, we're not very good at regulating new technologies because if you think about the people who's benefiting from all these new technologies, the creators, you know, all these tech companies, for them, they know what it's capable of. And uh, it's, you know, they have the goose that's laying the golden eggs, and they want to maintain that. The government doesn't really understand it. And so how can they regulate something they don't understand? They just can't which is why they sit on their hands for so damn long. They haven't even regulated cryptocurrency. And I remember that came out and, you know, really exploded. Like AI is exploding today back in 2018, I think. Um, 2016, 17, 18, crypto really, really exploded with Bitcoin. And so it's still not regulated. Um, and, And it's, you know, more than five, six, you know, seven years later, Um, And everybody was thinking Bitcoin was going to, you know, threaten the world and the currencies. And so it is something that is going to have to be dealt with. Um, Regulation is one of those things that 
is a necessary evil in my view. But as of today, it doesn't seem like uh, they figured out what to do uh, with regulation at all. So today, many people associate AI with OpenAI and ChatGPT. And of course, there's a ton of development around new products and solutions like what you're doing at NextTech 3D, ARWay, Toggle 3D. If you use your superpowers and look into your crystal ball, what is the next evolution of AI? What will be the new, new AI in the years to come? Well, I think the end game is that there's going to be an AI that you know resembles humans. That's basically you know an assistant to a human. You know, think of it as your personal assistant on steroids, like Jarvis in uh, Iron Man, right? In 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 his you know he's got Jarvis. So AI, I think, is just moving towards being um, this incredibly, incredibly useful voice command. Um, type of computer that helps you in every aspect of your life, becomes your best friend, um, really, really guides you, and just becomes like a, a, your your life lifelong assistant. You know, I don't know how else to describe it, but it basically gets everything done for you. It could book your travel, you know, help you pick you know restaurants. <laughs> like you know, if you're going. To meet somebody, you know, gives you all your notes, all your presentations, if that's still even a thing. You know, it, it becomes like this all-knowing, um, incredibly, incredibly useful friend slash assistant. Think of, you know, like Siri or uh, Alexa, um, you know, almost embodying a human form. Some, you know, something like that, I think, is not very far in the future, meaning within the next five years or less, I would expect that we have one of these. Um, everybody has one of these. AI is really right out of the movies. You know, one of the scariest things that mankind has created, you know, it's almost like the atomic bomb, you know, very scary time. We thought, you know, in the 1950s that everybody was going to die from a nuclear explosion. We were building bomb shelters all over the place, you know, in suburban America. And that never happened. And, you know, after 9-11, we thought that this country was going to be infiltrated by terrorists and that every mall in America would have bombs going off and every school would have bombs going off and every airplane would be shot down. But that never happened. And so I would just say that the worst case scenario rarely, rarely, rarely actually happens. On the other hand, you know, the best case scenario also rarely, rarely happens. So I would just, you know, think about AI um, in terms of uh, this, this incredibly powerful technology. Our imaginations can certainly run wild with it. I wouldn't stay up at night worrying about AI. I would uh, think about how can I use AI to help me with my business? Because I've used AI, and I think a lot of people listening have. And when you do use it, uh, especially ChatGPT, it's like the easiest thing to use. You just type in, you know, some text prompt, and and it it creates content for you. But it gets smarter. 
And once you realize like, oh, it's learning, uh, it makes you want to come back and do more with the AI. So I would just leave our listeners with this thought that you need to get some AI experience before you make any judgments on the AI itself. And uh, I'll leave it at that time. Very good, Evan. Always a pleasure. And I look forward to catching up with you on episode five. Thank you, Todd. During today's episode, Evan referenced nexttech3d.ai, arway.ai, and toggle3d.ai several times. You can learn more about these companies in our previous episodes. And don't miss our next episode, the public company CEO experience featuring three-time CEO Evan Gappelberg is available on our website, as well as your favorite podcast platform. And follow us on social for alerts and updates as new episodes go live. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to welcoming you back on our next episode.